Hey y'all. So when it comes to bodies, weight loss is not really something that I'm pursuing right now. But as you know, one of Vanessa's family members has been taking a GLP-1 medication and it's worked really well for him. So if that is part of your journey, you should check out the Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Roe's partner handles all the insurance paperwork to help get the medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. Go to ro.co slash infamous. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash infamous. Campsite Media. Where do you want me to be? Uh, you can be over there. So, we're back at Chris Jenner's house in Hidden Hills. I'm hovering by a big dark wood dining table, waiting to be told where to go. I'm here to sit in on a meeting with Chris, Kylie, and a couple of people who work on Kylie Cosmetics. I think the most important thing, let's talk about pop-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just me using my phone's voice memo, so the audio's not great. Do you want to do red pulse? Or you could do 21, everyone. Oh. You could do- Kylie acts as something of a creative director, accepting or dismissing suggestions from everyone else. Sometimes Kylie completely smacks down her mom's ideas in the ubiquitous dismissive child way that will sound familiar to any parent. Maybe we should do something like you should think of something that no one's ever done. What are you talking about? No. She's most concerned with aesthetics. And like everyone in California, myself included, she talks in terms of vibes. It's bad. No, it's really cool. Just because LA has seen my other vibe. I need a, But it becomes clear to me during this meeting that even though it's called Kylie Cosmetics, it's her mother, Chris, who's really steering the ship. I mean, have we thought about minutes for customer? What if you did that in neon? I think she goes and changes and gets the baby taken care of. Then we meet you at 4.30, which is in 40 minutes, at the new offices so you can approve them. From Sony Music Entertainment and Campside Media, this is Infamous, and I'm Natalie Robomet. I'm Vanessa Gregoriadis. And this is episode two of our series, Plumping Profits. This week, we're diving back into the story of Kylie Jenner and the scandal over whether she did or did not lie about the size of her cosmetics company. (laughs) Right. And so last episode, we learned all about Kylie's beginnings, how she grew up on TV, and how she then sparked all this debate over the size of her lips. Exactly. And she launched Kylie Lip Kits, which became Kylie Cosmetics. And that is why you were writing a story about her. Right. So it seems to me like Kylie's in this tense negotiation, and she's in the middle. Her mom wants her to be in Forbes. She wants her to be a billionaire. And by extension, she wants Kylie's company to be valued as high as possible. Mm -hmm. But where is Kylie in this whole thing? Like, what does she want? 
I think that's a really, really good question. And this week, I want to take us back to that interview with Kylie and play you a little bit more of what I found to see if we can we can answer All that. All right. So Kylie and I are sitting in Chris's office. It's this black room with a giant desk and huge black bookshelf. Books are neatly arranged in color-coded stacks. And I'm trying to make small talk with Kylie Jenner. I mean, what do you say to Kylie Jenner? We're doing this other thing for the story where we're having someone's makeup done with all the different makeup of the oh, other cool. folks who are on the self-made women's list. We're going to do some Kim contours and like Kylie oh, look. Cool. And, like, something else. Right then, Chris walks in. Hey. hey. <laughs> the way I remember it, Chris goes and sits behind the desk. Kylie and I are in chairs in front. You're Mr. Wonderful today. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Mr. Wonderful. I make some callback joke about Mr. Wonderful, aka Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. I don't remember what that was in reference to, but it's sort of fitting. Because Kris Jenner may as well be a Shark Tank investor. Are you rolling yet? Yeah. Okay, I think at the end you were saying about Kylie and and the way she got started and why I roll in it, but I think as her manager and a momager, I can give her all the advice or guide her in a certain way. Yeah. Her instincts are so incredible. She just has her finger on the pulse of everything that's going on. This is the only real time I've got to quiz Kylie on her business, but we're not even alone. Her mom is still here, still dominating the conversation. So <laughs> I have to trust that she knows what she's doing. And so I'm strong when I feel like I need to be strong about business decisions, but then I step back because she's the creative force of this whole business. Yeah, absolutely. You were talking a little bit about going in search of the perfect lip liner and and lipstick. I mean, where were you when you realized like, oh, I could make my own lipstick? Um, I don't remember exactly where, but, um, Okay. No, I just knew because yeah. honestly, I was I wanted I was thinking of Kylie Lipkin two years before we got a trademark two years before it mm. launched, so it was way before when I was like, Mom. And finally, I put my foot down and I was like, I I'm ready. This is what I want. <laughs> Remember, I'm here to write a story for Forbes to figure out if Kylie's a billionaire or not. So I've got to ask questions about finances. How much did you have to put up to get the first load done in November? Do you remember? What was the question? And anytime I do, Kylie defers to Chris. What did you have to put up front to get the first ones manufactured in November? Oh my goodness, I don't know the invoice okay. by heart, but she funded her own company by herself mm. and has never had an investor. So she owns Kylie Cosmetics. I mean, would you say it was six figures? I don't know. It's six figures. Chris is vague or kicks the can down the road. Do you know how many units were sold in 2017? Like, is that a number I can... We'd have to look. Do you know how much of your sales are still lip kits versus non-lip kits? I actually know exactly as soon as um, one of our people get here. She's my analytical girl. I'll ask her and I'll give you these. And for a lot of the interview, Kylie doesn't seem to be really there. Chris just kind of takes over. At one point, Chris goes off on a tangent, waxing poetic about Kylie. You start at such a young age, she can evolve into a whole nother stratosphere. Mm -hmm. When she's 40, 
where she's 50 and she starts talking about things that at that time will be so technologically techno you know the word I look over at Kylie and she is fully just zoning out now I need to change my gloss <laughs> what are you thinking? I just don't want to do rose gold anymore. I was going to do rose gold, and now I just feel like I need to do white. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear anything you just said. Well, it was, it was a lot of compliments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was saying very nice things. Luckily, I don't just have to rely on that one interview with Kylie and Chris. As part of my reporting on the Kylie Jenner beat, I also see tax returns from Kylie Cosmetics' LLC. I speak to industry experts who help me put a number on the size of Kylie's business. Remember, I wanted to know how much Kylie Cosmetics and Kylie Jenner was really worth. After weeks of reporting, fact-checking, going back and forth with editors, I finally got an answer. It's big. Kylie Cosmetics is doing an estimated $330 million in revenue and Kylie's on track to become a billionaire. So there is a new cover girl on the cover of Forbes magazine. Kylie Jenner has landed herself on the cover of Forbes magazine. It's staggering. She's on the cover of Forbes magazine. Kylie's face is dead center against a blue background. She's wearing a blazer with these huge shoulder pads. Power dressing, but she looks so young, it's more like a kid playing dress up. She's smiling slightly, her giant puffy lips curled upwards at the edges. But it's not the picture that's got people talking. It's not even the story. It's the cover line. That's the line of text on the front cover. It says that she is set to be the world's youngest ever self-made billionaire. Kylie Jenner is set to become the world's youngest self-made billionaire. And it's these two words, self-made, that people are reacting to. Here's a question. Is it really self-made when you're born rich? How do we go from a girl that can't do laundry to being like, oh, I'm self-made? I was confused because there were a lot, the headlines were saying that she was, you know, self-made. How on earth can someone from a wealthy, famous reality TV family be self-made? Even dictionary.com gets in on the shade of it all. They tweet, Self-made means having succeeded in life unaided. And then I find myself on NPR talking about the whole debacle. Natalie Robamed profiled Kylie Jenner for the magazine, so we put the question to her. What does self-made mean to Forbes? Forbes defines self-made as somebody who built a company or a fortune on their own rather than inheriting some or all of it. Now, to be clear, I did not come up with that definition of self-made or decide to call Kylie the youngest self-made billionaire. My editors did. But let me explain. Forbes decided Kylie counted as self-made because she wasn't handed a pre-existing company that her family started, like the Waltons. Those are the billionaires whose dad and uncle started Walmart. There's a whole scale that Forbes uses to rank how self-made someone is, but I'm not going to get into all that. All you need to know is that Kylie gets points because she started the company herself and is the CEO. Yep, she had a head start because she came from a wealthy, famous family, but according to Kylie and Chris, she invested money that she had earned herself. And that was money that you've made doing like all of the different, like modeling, the Puma stuff, the different endorsements that yeah. you've done over the years. Well, she's also been, you know, 
on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, right, yes. Since she was a child, I think that what's so unique about her as the fact that she's someone who's grown up on television, you know, learned Mm -hmm. how to be professional and how to steer her career and have instincts of her own along the way. Kylie didn't say anything about the self-made debate. She seemed to love the cover story. Staff at her 21st birthday party wore t-shirts with the Forbes cover printed on them. The father of her kids, rapper Travis Scott, even mentioned the cover in a verse. Baby mama cover Forbes got these other bitches shook, yeah. And self-made or not, definitely not, in March 2019, eight months after my first article, my editors and I look through the evidence and are satisfied. Kylie has made the cut. Kylie Jenner officially passed Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg to become the youngest ever self-made billionaire. I imagine Chris and Kylie must have celebrated this moment, Chris in particular. After years of clawing, ascending, from tabloid column inches to toilet paper endorsements, they'd gone from a punchline to a status symbol. Kylie Jenner was now a billionaire, and she'd even beat Kim to the title. A few months after Kylie becomes a billionaire, I leave Forbes and someone else tackles the Kylie beat. I am an editor of Business Insider, but I was formerly a writer at Forbes covering entertainment and billionaires. Not long after Maddie took over covering Kylie, something huge happened. In November 2019, Kylie Cosmetics sold to Cody, the international beauty conglomerate for a valuation of around $1.2 billion. She sold a 51% stake for $600 million. And I think that our initial reaction at Forbes was huge. It was so exciting. We were right. It was an incredible moment. This company that she built is worth over a billion dollars. This public company proved it. The Cody deal backed up my reporting. It proved that her company was worth more than a billion dollars. And it wasn't just a huge deal for Kylie. It was one of the biggest celebrity exits ever. But the timing of it struck me as interesting. The Cody acquisition was announced just months after I'd announced that Kylie was a billionaire. And I started to wonder if this hadn't all been part of the plan. I thought back to something Chris had said during the interview when I'd asked Kylie about whether they would ever sell. Have you thought about taking outside investment or selling the company at all? Um, I think we just, come on if you wanna. Well, I think that, you know, (laughs) she's always interested in growing the infrastructure of a business that I think is going to be extremely healthy in years to come. Mm -hmm. It's always something that we're willing to explore. I'd included this quote that they'd be interested in selling in my story. And I'd added another quote from an Alta executive who said, it could easily be an instant game-changing acquisition for any company on the hunt for a winning brand with a younger customer. My story had basically been a walking prospectus for Kylie Cosmetics. A perfect pitch book. The ideal glossy advertisement. Maybe I'd been had. I'd ostensibly been the gatekeeper of the Forbes billionaires list, the person with power deciding whether they got on or not. But they'd gotten what they'd wanted. And then they'd leveraged that into $600 million. More money than I'll probably ever see. I got calls when 
the news of this sale happened. And I do remember jokingly saying to somebody like, where's my 10%? Yeah. <laughs> because seriously, like that's one of the main reasons like people want articles in Forbes. It's like, yeah. you look really good. And then if somebody's saying what a great business this is, it bolsters your image. If you hadn't written that story that was like, she's a billionaire, this is a huge business, would Cody have bought the company for over a billion dollars? Of course, we'll never know. And regardless of my role in it, they'd played their hand to perfection. But something was about to happen that would turn the whole company on its head. That's after the break. I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com infamous. That's rocketmoney.com infamous. rocketmoney.com infamous. Anybody who has a sibling knows that sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope, on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince Harry and Prince William. They'd been each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wandry's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or was it something that began much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wandery app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media. So Kylie scored big by selling half her company to Cody. But Maddie soon notices something. I would say it probably started like around March 2020. Once a year, basically for every billionaire, you look at their net worth and reevaluate it in a serious way. So that's when we said, hold on a minute. The pandemic had happened. It was March, April. Kylie did a sponsored post talking to her followers for the Surgeon General around this time. Please stay inside, you guys. Practice social distancing, self-quarantine. So beauty valuations across the board were going down. No one was wearing makeup and no one was going out. And so no one needed it. No one was buying makeup. This meant that the value of makeup companies like Kylie Cosmetics were also going down. We realized that the price that Cody spent on it might not be 
a fair market value any longer. And that's when we were looking at the revenues to try to figure out what that half of the company would be worth on the open market. What Maddie figures out is that Kylie is no longer a billionaire. She's worth only $900 million. Not that big a difference, but still enough to drop off the billionaire's list. And Maddie notices something else, too. And we said we kind of realized that that we had been completely misled about, about the revenues. And that's kind of when we started to question things. Now, when a public company buys a private one, it has to make certain disclosures about the acquisition to its shareholders. And the disclosures Cody made about Kylie Cosmetics were pretty revealing. It was in an investor presentation where it said, 177 million is the revenue of the past 12 months, so or November 2018 to 2019. And they said that's up 40% from calendar year 2018. Mm. So that means that calendar year 2018 would have had to be like 125 million. And we were led to believe revenues were in the 300 million and growing and growing and growing. I'd been led to believe that Kylie Cosmetics' revenues were well north of $300 million for 2018 and seen tax returns to that effect. But these public filings said revenues were actually less than half that. That's not just a rounding error. That's a big difference. And the thing is, when I'd initially started looking into Kylie Cosmetics, I'd also thought their revenues seemed too high. The first time I saw Kylie's tax returns, analysts and industry experts had told me they were implausible. So I'd initially gone with a lower estimate. But then another publication ran the same sky-high tax return number I'd seen. And by the time 2018 rolled around, industry opinion had changed. It's like someone had shown me proof that the sky was green, and I hadn't believed it. But then all the sources I trusted started saying the sky actually was, in fact, green. So I changed my mind and published a really big story stating the sky was green. And maybe it had had a greenish tinge. They had also misled us on on profit. So they had said that the margins were around 40%, and Kylie was making all of that margin. In reality, I think the margins were around 25%. Then there was the issue of ownership. They told me that Kylie Jenner owned 100% of Kylie Cosmetics. But according to Cody's filings, that wasn't the case. We also learned later that Chris takes 10%. Which is only fair. She is her momager. Remember, she said it herself as her manager and a momager. With all this new information, Maddie reached out to the Kardashian-Jenners to ask about the discrepancies. They just kind of ignored us or said, we'll get back to you, we'll get back to you, and they never really did. There was not a comment that they gave us on the record. Meanwhile, Maddie and Forbes editor Chase Peterson Withorn got to work on a new story with this very provocative headline. Inside Kylie Jenner's web of lies and why she's no longer a billionaire. The sale has laid bare one of the Jenner family's biggest secrets. This is from a video Maddie and Chase recorded at the time. Kylie Cosmetics is not nearly as big of a business as they spent years leading the entire world, including Forbes, to believe. While we can't prove that those tax returns the Jenners sent us were fake, we're pretty sure now that they were. Given these findings, Kylie Jenner is no longer a billionaire. It was just like the lip filler scandal. Except instead of her lips, she was allegedly inflating her revenue. The internet ate it up. 
glaring discrepancies between information privately supplied to journalists and information publicly supplied to shareholders. Now, Forbes says the Jenners have lied about Kylie Cosmetics revenue every year since 2016. Everyone was so online because it was a pandemic. People at the time were in such a hate the rich mindset. Like at the time, the Kardashians were probably like Instagramming from their mansions and we were all stuck in our little houses making banana bread, you know? (laughs) Forbes shows how many people read a story, at least in those days. And it was just like, it was kind of like a rocket ship. Do you remember how many million views? I can say millions. It was definitely the most read story like of that year, I want to say, on Forbes, which was crazy. It really started blowing up and people started aggregating it and especially kind of more tabloidy places started aggregating it. Every article seemed to take glee in Kylie no longer being a billionaire. It was schadenfreude, but it all seemed slightly displaced because she was still really rich. So one thing like I've always been shocked by is like, or not shocked, that's a little too strong, but I've always raised my eyebrow at is ultimately the net worth that you came out to in your article is $900 million versus a billion. Nobody knows the difference. Right. Okay. She can still get anything she wants. She's still richer than the majority of Americans. But what I was so surprised by was like, that is not what people ran with. People ran with Kylie Jenner's no longer billionaire. And I think one thing that was crazy was it wasn't just on Twitter. It wasn't just friends and people who are interested in gossip. The markets moved. Cody's stock dropped 13%. But it was wild that the reception was that wide. And eventually Kylie responded. That's coming up after the break. Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might actually try to snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker. The Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media. In classic Kylie form, she responded on Twitter. Maddie's going to read some of her tweets for me. What am I even waking up to? I thought this was a reputable site, dot, dot, dot. All I see are a number of inaccurate statements and unproven assumptions. Lol. I've never asked for any title or tried to lie my way there ever, capitals, and then period, um, spelled out, and a literal period. And it's interesting because obviously we had reached out to the Jenner camp so many times about this. Here's another tweet. I can name a list of 100 things more important right now than fixating on how much money I have, which 
like I'd agree with her at that time there were about a million but that doesn't that doesn't make the story false Jenner's lawyers did send Forbes a letter here's some of what that letter said the accusations that the Jenners and or their accountants falsified tax returns and then lied about their 2016 revenue for the last four years are absolutely false. The Jenners never filed suit against Forbes. Did Cody say anything? We reached out and they wouldn't comment beyond what was in the, the documents. You would think that if there was a discrepancy like that, Cody, for its own stock price, would want to walk us through and then correct us so that this didn't go live. Now, I want you to picture a gold nugget. It's angular, glistening, almost bubbling in the light. It's so beautiful, so lustrous. But when you look closer, it almost seems too shiny, as though it's been polished. You go to pick it up, and it feels light, lighter than it should. Because this isn't gold. It's fool's gold, pyrite. And maybe that's what Kylie Cosmetics was. Maybe it looked like a hugely successful makeup company that was worth over a billion dollars. But maybe its actual elemental composition was something less sturdy. Now, to be fair, the whole beauty industry has seen a downturn in valuation prices in recent years. But it's pretty clear that Kylie Cosmetics is worth far less than it used to be. And the same goes for Kylie Jenner. Her current net worth? Only $680 million. Kylie seems to be having second thoughts about her influence on beauty writ large. In the trailer for the new season of the Kardashians' Hulu show, Kylie said this. All of us just need to have a bigger conversation about the beauty standards that we're setting. I don't want my daughter to do the things I did. I wish I'd never touched anything to begin with. I don't know if that's earnest or if it's a calculated attempt to fit in with current trends, or both. Because culturally, there's been a shift away from the full glam makeup look the Kardashians are known for towards Hailey Bieber's more minimal, clean girl aesthetic. The BBL body shape the Kardashians proliferated seems to be giving way to the return of wayfish ozempic fueled figures. Fans have even accused Chloe and Kim of reversing the BBLs they've never admitted to having in the first place. But I keep thinking about something that struck me in my interview with Kylie. How she seemed so young to have done all the things she'd done. You've done everything at like such an amazingly young age in terms of like building this whole business but you also started your career so young building this whole business being a mother it's like you've done so much I mean you could either like Benjamin Button and just go back in time and become a kid again or you could just like move to the woods and not not ever do anything I mean what what keeps you wanting to do stuff and work just so hard I'm not finished like I know that this isn't the end for me like I have so many more products, so many more things I need to come out with. I'm so excited about so many more collections in the yeah. future. And yeah, maybe one day pass this on to Stormy if she's into yeah. it. Listening to her say this, I was thinking, if I was this rich and this successful at such a young age, I'd just quit everything, move to a giant branch and paint watercolors. But when you're a Kardashian Jenner, the drive to become more famous and make more money seems to be in your blood. 
It's more than the family business. It's the only way to be in the family. Infamous is a production of Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment. This episode was written by me, Natalie Robemed, and executive produced and co-hosted by me and Vanessa Gregoriadis. Shoshi Shmalovitz is our managing producer and editor. Lily Houston-Smith is our producer, and we had support from Emma Simonoff and Julia Case-Levine. David Devereaux sound designed this episode, and it was recorded by Ewan Lai Tremuin. Kylie and Chris Jenner spoke to me for a Forbes magazine feature where some of this reporting appeared, but they were not interviewed again for this episode. Campside Media's executive producers are Josh Dean, Vanessa Gregoriadis, Adam Hoff, and Matt Scher. Thanks to our operations team, Doug Slaywin, Ashley Warren, Sabina Mara, and Destiny Dingle. If you enjoyed Infamous, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.